ಜ್ಞಾನಂಜನಶಲಾಕಾ ಚಕ್ಷುರು ನೀಲಿ ತಸ್ಮೈ ಶ್ರೀ ಗುರುವೇ ನಮಃ bringing information here and there as like a catalyst so he was praising the glories of krishna which he is very expert at narabhuni's whole and sole occupation is simply to glorify krishna he has no other nothing else to do he has no ashrams to run he has many disciples but he preaches to them and then goes off he has no uh, organizations legal problems to deal with no such thing he simply goes from place to place and glorifies Krishna. He does it very expertly. He's practicing for a long time. He's very inspired about the subject matter. And uh, he's empowered by Krishna to do so. So, he was praising Krishna. Knowing that, here in the palace of Bhishmaka is Rukmini Devi, who is the eternal consort of the Lord. She is born and brought up in this palace, but actually, she belongs with krishna and it is inevitable that she will be married with krishna because she always is that's her eternal position whenever krishna goes to any universe which he does one material universe after another he performs wonderful various wonderful pastimes in vrindavan and then comes out and marries rukmini so it's a wonderful event you see generally people say oh my marriage is the most wonderful thing is the most it's the biggest event in my life but it only happens once but for krishna it well of course 16108 times but for each wife it only happens once but then it happens lifetime after lifetime the same uh, anxiety for rukmini that oh now i've got a very horrible demon shishupan who hates krishna i'd and die I don't want to come marry Shishpah, I must marry Krishna. So the anxiety that she was feeling, that made her happiness all the better when actually Krishna kidnapped her. She was actually very expert also. That's Prabhupada was describing once how when Krishna kidnapped Rukmini, he was driving away the chariot and he was shooting bows and arrows at the opposing soldiers while Rukmini was driving so she also knew how to drive the horses so she wasn't simply a, she wasn't simply talking she, she was expert also in various kshatriya activities kshatriyani after all she was kshatriyani daughter and wife of a kshatriya so anyway that comes a little later how Krishna took her away Krishna walked in smiling very slowly not rushing in to kidnap her very slowly nonchalantly how are you shishupal how are you and took rukmini put her on his chariot and drove off have a nice day enjoy yourselves have a nice party and they all oh what happened they all oh they have to fight so anyway balaram was Anyway that all comes later. Right now Rukmini is sitting in the palace, young girl. 
and uh, highly eligible for marriage, being young girl. Uh, very beautiful, exceptionally beautiful. Beautiful means she's the, she's Rukmini. She's the original goddess of fortune. So extraordinarily beautiful. And uh, naturally the question comes that who will marry her? She's also thinking, who will I marry? So she, she wasn't attracted to all these big, big kings. So many big kings were there. Powerful, famous, able to defeat their enemies, wealthy, good-looking, but she didn't like any of them. She thought they were all like a bunch of dogs. She, she wasn't attracted to any of them. But then she heard about Krishna. Great devotees, especially Narad Muni, came to the palace and they would be speaking in the assembly and the, the young girls, they wouldn't be exactly in the assembly, but they'd be listening from the side. And Narad Muni would describe Krishna and other devotees would describe Krishna that he's uh, very young, very beautiful, very powerful. He destroyed Kamsa, such a great demon. Uh, even the demigods were afraid of him. But just by just by his fists, he didn't even need an army. Just by punching him, he killed him. And that was also after he'd already been, you would have thought he would be tired. He already killed a big elephant. Just by playing with him, practically killed the demoniac elephant. And then he killed the, in the wrestling assembly, Chamara and other demons, the big wrestlers and killed them, just a young boy named Kamsa, who everyone has heard of, killed him also. So he's so powerful. And then this uh, Jarasandha and others attacking him, but he's completely fearless. He's the most expert fighter. He's, apart from that, he's uh, the most beautiful. Nothing can compare with his beauty. Gandharva Koti Kamaniya Vishesha Shobham. Even millions of cupids cannot compete with his beauty. The cupids themselves become bewildered by his beauty. So he's very beautiful, very powerful, very opulent, very intolerant of his enemies. He destroys his enemies. It's a good quality for a shatri, not for a brahman, that's for a shatri. But it's not that he's just some ruffian, like some terrorist or something like that. But also, his character is most wonderful. As a, as a proper prince, a shatri, he punishes the enemies mercilessly. Those who are demoniac, he chastises them, apparently mercilessly, although actually it's merciful for Krishna to destroy the demons. That's another feature of his mercy, but he doesn't tolerate those who are oppressing the innocent. In this way, he's the most powerful person. A woman, she wants to take shelter of someone, so that person should be worthy of taking shelter of. So Krishna is the most worthy of taking shelter of, because he can protect. Sharanam sharanyam gato mukundam, the name given mukundari, that's also given in the 10th canto of Bhagavatam, where it's recommended that we should take shelter of he who is worth taking shelter of, that is Mukunda, because he can give liberation. 
we take shelter of others, that is durashray, that is bad shelter. That can't, no one can actually shelter us. Only Krishna can actually shelter us. So later Rukmini herself was to say to Krishna that any, any woman who accepts any husband except you, they are taking shelter of what? They're taking shelter of the body which is only some bones and blood and organs and it's covered by some skin with some hairs and moustaches covering it and this is called my husband. But any, actually the real person everyone should take shelter of is you, she was to say to Krishna after Krishna teased her. That's described later on in Bhagavatam. So Krishna, he is full of all good qualities, although he's very apparently unkind, not unkind, intolerant of demonium. He's very, very kind to his devotees. And even though he's so powerful, he comes under the control of his devotees who have no other interest in them simply than to love him. So, hearing about the qualities of Krishna, then naturally, anyone would be attracted. Actually, there are two ways a person can respond to hearing the qualities of Krishna. The, the, the natural, sane way is to become attracted and think, oh, what a wonderful person. Krishna is so powerful, so beautiful, so full of good qualities. In every way, the most wonderful person imaginable or even beyond our imagination. So, the natural response to hearing of the glories of Krishna is to become inclined to serve Krishna. And even if, uh, even on the material platform, if a young woman was to hear there is a young man who is very powerful, very beautiful, very good character, full of all good qualities, she think, well, I'd like to marry him. But another response is, upon hearing about the qualities of Krishna, one becomes envious and thinks, envious he may respond in various ways. He may respond in one way by thinking that actually this is just an exaggeration, it's not true, or actually I'm much better than that person, why aren't they praising me, why are they praising him? Or they may think that this is too much, these people are praising him so much. We should find out some bad qualities and advertise just like Shishupa. He, he protested when Sahadev stood up in the Rajasurya Yagya assembly and praised Krishna. Why are you praising Krishna? See, we don't, we don't even know what his caste is. See, that's considered something very bad. He started off as Cowherd boy, before he thought he was the son of Nandamara, and now he says he's the son of Vasudev. You can't ascertain someone's caste, they become an outcast. You have to invade a culture, it's very important to know which caste someone is. And if it can't be ascertained, then they're an outcast, they have no caste. So he was saying so many things about Krishna, which was actually praising him. Saraswati entered his tongue because she didn't like that Krishna would be publicly defamed. So when when Shishupal called him Naradhama, which generally means the lowest among men, actually that can also mean one who makes all men, one in comparison to whom all men are lower than him. So that's a proper description of Krishna. 
or when it said that Krishna has no caste, that's also true. Because Krishna is the Supreme Personality of God and he's transcendental to all mundane designations. So Shishupal reacted in this way out of envy to Krishna. And Rukmini, hearing the qualities of Krishna, thought, that is the right husband for me. I don't want to marry Shishupal. That actually because Rukmi, her eldest brother, the eldest brother is usually influential in the family. So he arranged, it appears that without consulting with his father, he arranged that Rukmini should marry Shishupal. But Rukmini, hearing the qualities of Krishna, didn't want to, she thought, I only want to marry Krishna. See, later on we'll find that Rukmini was a very, her nature is very soft and gentle and different. Here it said that Sadrisham, uh, they were, Rukmini and Krishna, they were the same in qualities. So it's very interesting, Krishna 16,100 wives. So the different wives, they all have different characters. They're not just all like rubber dolls or something like that. Satyabhama, for instance, her nature is completely different to that of Rukmini. Rukmini is very submissive and shy and gentle and Satyabhama is always fighting with Krishna. Premkala, out of the love, she, she, any, she becomes envious of Krishna. If she sees Krishna is favoring, favoring Rukmini a little bit more than me, then she becomes very angry and sulks speaks in sarcastic terms to Krishna. When Krishna went to the heavenly planets, he brought Parijata flower for Rukmini and said, Why do you like her more than me? So she pointed it out immediately. Krishna kept the balance. And it's troublesome having more than one wife because you know, they're always looking to see who does he like best. So Krishna plays a few tricks and expands himself into 16,108 forms. So they all think, he, he likes me the best. He's only with me. He's with me all the time. He never goes to the other purposes, not knowing that Krishna is in all purposes. So, here it's said that Krishna and Rukmini's personality, they're perfectly matched, made for each other. Anyway, so that's true. Krishna's personality exactly matches that of Rukmini. But then we may think that his personality doesn't match that of Satyabhama because Satyabhama's personality is completely different. But actually Krishna's personality also is a perfect match for Satyabhama because Krishna is very difficult to ascertain his personality. He has, his personality is multifaceted. He's Dhiradatta, Dhira Prashanta, Dhira Dalita, what's the Dhira Dhira? These he's different kinds of heroes in dramas are uh, analyzed in the Bhaktira Samhita Sindhu by Rupa Goswami. And actually, they're all different kinds of personalities. But Krishna is all of those personalities. So, how is it possible? Because Krishna is everything. And Krishna is acts in different ways and he appears to have a different personality. Everything is with different people and in different circumstances. Everything is possible in Krishna. Krishna is unpredictable. You can never tell what he's going to do. So he's a perfect he's the perfect match for Rukmini and he's the perfect match for 
who is the second queen of Krishna? Generally we say that Rukmini, especially in South India, you see Rukmini Satyabhama with Krishna, even in Amagrastam. We have Rukmini Satyabhama. But actually Satyabhama wasn't the second queen, she was the third. Who was number two? Jambavati. And then just practically at the same time, Satyabhama came. So, Krishna is the perfect match for every for 16,108 queens. And actually Krishna is the perfect match for every living being in creation. Because every living being has a different personality, but every personality is attracted to Krishna. And Krishna perfectly reciprocates with every personality. That is the extraordinary quality of Krishna. There is a saying, birds of a feather flock together. That people of the same kind of character and disposition, they come together. But Krishna goes with everyone. Because Krishna, not exactly that he adjusts to everyone, but he is, his disposition is suitable for everyone. Of course, Krishna, he also manifests different facets of his personality, different major facets of his personality in different places. It's like Krishna in Vrindavan, Krishna in Dwarka, there's a, there's a marked difference in Krishna's whole disposition and outlook. Because in Vrindavan, Krishna is very, at least from the immediate or superficial point of view, Krishna is very simple. He goes out with the cows without even any shoes on his feet, which Mother Yashoda. Everyone protests. Why is he going without any shoes on his feet? All the, and there's the, all the, uh, what is that? Kapur, Kapur, Kandana, the gopis are saying that. Krishna, the stones and little thorns, they will prickle in Krishna's feet. But Krishna said, this is our will. We have, when Mother Yashoda was saying, if you want to go and take the cows out, you must have shoes because the, Roads are very much. He said, no, this is, these are our caste rules that we don't wear shoes. He said, if you want to give me shoes, okay, I'll take them. But you have to make shoes for all the cows also. Why should they have them? Why should they not have them? So Krishna is going very simply decorated with uh, leaves and different kinds of Colorings you can get from the soft rocks in the forest and put a peacock, some peacock feather they find on the path, the coward boys will come say, here, this is for you, Krishna. Put it in his head. And very simple. Whereas in uh, Dwaraka, it's very more formal, very kingly, opulent, sophisticated. In Vrindavan, Krishna is apparently unsophisticated, but in Dwaraka, very sophisticated. So he manifests different moods or different characters, and even Krishna expands himself into so many different forms. Ramadi, Murtishu, Kala, Niyamena, Tishtam, Nana, Avatara, Makarot, Bhuvaneshu, Kintu, Krishna, Swayam, Samadha, Paramapumanyo, Govindamadi, Purusham, Tamaham, He expands himself as Ram, and so many other different forms, Nushinga, Raha, Kurma, Dhamanade, and his, although he's the same person, his personality is apparently somewhat different in every form, and he's 
just suitable for various devotees, just like that famous verse Hanuman said. Srinate Janakinate Abheda Paramatmana Tasmat Mamasarvasvam Rama Kamalochanaha. Hanuman said that. I know that Srinath Narayana, the Lord of Lakshmi Devi, and Janakina Ramachandra Bhagavan, they're the same non-different personality of Godhead. But as far as I am concerned, my all in all is Rama. We respect Lord Vishnu, but we like him as lotus eyed Rama. So that was the preference of Hanuman. He wants to worship the Lord as Rama. And as far as Bhutmani is concerned, there is no other person but Krishna. That I was saying, although she is very gentle, but she's known as being very gentle by nature. But actually you can see that she's, she can be very stubborn when required also. Because even though she was very gentle and submissive, when it came to the point that she had to marry Shishupa, she thought, well, I'm not going to be gentle and submissive on this point. I'm not going to spoil my whole life getting married to this demon. I'm not going to, my, my whole existence is only meant for Krishna. I'm not going to have anything to do with this demon. I'll enter into fire or die. I'll perform tapasya for millions of lifetimes, but I'm not going to accept anyone but Krishna as my husband. So she was very gentle and submissive, but at the same time very strong-willed that I must have Krishna as my husband. So that is the ideal for a devotee. A devotee is Sushila Sadhava, very good character, very well-behaved, gentle, that is the general quality of a Vaishnava. That means not belligerent or boisterous. Of course, there are different kinds of devotees. The monkeys, he's just saying that, Rama's monkeys there, they have the bodies of monkeys. So they are somewhat belligerent. They may be belligerent and boisterous by nature. You find that when Hanuman came back from Lanka, he said, he told all the assembled monkeys, I found Sita, and then in celebration they, they, they found one beautiful garden and they just ripped it all up and, and ate the bananas and threw the skins here and there and wrecked the whole thing. Like monkeys. And that was under the, that garden was belonging to King Sugriva. So the news came to him, we have to punish him. He said, no, I'm not going to punish him because I can understand if they did that, that must be the sign that they found Sita. They wouldn't dare to do it otherwise. And they wouldn't have any other cause. They'd be, they wouldn't be jubilant. They would be lamenting if they hadn't found Sita. So actually, it's very good news. It's very good news. He got the news now. Oh, God, it's been ripped up. So, that is their nature. But generally, uh, Vaishnava is... You see that? Sushila, Sada. Generally, the body is very peaceful, self-controlled, calm. His resolve should be very strong. That I will not submit to anyone but Krishna. This is his resolve. Rukmini's resolve. She heard about Krishna. She said, Yes, this is the right husband. He's the only husband. I won't accept anyone else. And Krishna personally came to take him. She had such resolve. Then even he doesn't have to go to Krishna. Krishna will come to him. Because Krishna becomes 
controlled by the love of his devotee. He is obliged to come and rescue his devotee. If a devotee is fully surrendered to Krishna, then Krishna is obliged. He has no choice. Because Krishna, that's one of his great qualities, gratefulness. Krishna is never an ingrate. So Krishna feels obliged. If someone even once chants my name with love, Krishna feels that, oh, I've become indebted to that person. That Ramachandra, what is that verse? He says that whoever surrenders to me once, etat vatamatam mama. I'm not remembering the sense That uh, Lord Rama said, if anyone surrenders, if he, if he sincerely surrenders to me, once, even, if, he, if someone has that energy, then it is my vow that I will protect that person. This uh, came about when Vidishana, he left Lanka and came to Ram, bow down at his feet and said, now I surrender to you. And the monkeys, they were very doubtful. He said, well, you can never trust these Rakshasas. They're very tricky people. Coming from the enemy party, he's probably coming and saying this, he's probably a spy. Can't trust him. Better to kill him right now. Then we'll uh, make sure there's no problem in the future. We'll just kill him now. But Rama said, no, no question. Anyone who comes to me and surrenders, I is my vow I will protect. So he accepted permission. So that is the answer. This is why that Rukmini was hearing about the qualities of Krishna. What qualities? That even though he's such a great personality, he fully extends and gives himself to the devotee who gives himself to that, who gives himself to Krishna. We find here in this material world that great, per great persons, they have so many followers and fans, and, but they, they, don't, they don't care. You'll find Mukunda Maharaj, he said that he used to be long ago in the 1960s. He was a promoting this rock music and he used to go to these big rock stars and they wouldn't have time. They don't care. So many people are cheering their name. They don't care for their fans. Ah, just another one. Ah. But Krishna has millions and so he's far more popular than any rock star. But he personally cares for every single devotee and he will extend himself and personally save that devotee. So that was Rukmini's confidence. That Krishna is full of all good qualities. And why should I aspire for any less husband than he? So she thought, all right, now I'm surrendering to Krishna. Krishna will surely look after me. And if somehow or other he doesn't save me in this life, then in another life, any other life, I'm ready to wait. But I must have Krishna's mind. I must be fixed up. So this was her attitude. Of course, there was some tension and anxiety up to the last minute. Will Krishna come or not? And Krishna came. It's a wonderful story. Krishna came to sing.
Hare Krishna. Is there any question? Hare Krishna. Shri Mandhagavatam Ki Vijayati. Shri Lakrupa. Hare Krishna. 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 Hare Krish